WHHH-FM Indianapolis. It's time to take a look at what's going on in and around Indy. It's Open Lines, your eye on the community on High 96.3. Hold up. Eight o'clock on a Sunday morning. Good morning to you, Indianapolis. It is Sunday, July 12th, 2020. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle from WRTV here in the Radio One studios alone this morning. The queen of community, Ebony Chappelle, has taken this Sunday off, taken in some much-deserved, uh, well-earned time off, taking a break, taking a rest so that we can tackle the other half of 2020. So, Ebony, hope you're sleeping in and not listening to the show this morning because we have uh, in in earned this time. Uh, with that said, we've got a lot going on on the show this morning. As things start to reopen up, one of the places with a list of things to do is the Madam Walker Theater. In moments, we'll be joined by the co-host of Get Up Mornings from uh, with Erica Campbell on AM 1310 and 92.7 FM, our sister station, Griff, is standing by on our live line. We'll talk to him because he is the host of the Madam Walker Legacy Center's Summer Institute. Think of it as a little uh, shorten summer school to get the kids ready to go back into real school. We've got less than 30 days before those first day of school dates start coming around. Uh, Griff's got something to get the kids ready to go and have a successful year. And then coming up this morning at 8.30, the Indiana Republicans will be dropping by. And that's a big deal because you, the people listening to this station, are typically not the group that the Indiana Republicans would go after. That's why they are purposely coming here, because they have a new leadership series, which is designed to get you, black and brown people, black Hoosiers, brown Hoosiers, involved in politics, but maybe this time from a different side of an aisle. We'll sit down with them coming up at 8.30, and they'll take your calls and your questions about why or why you would not get involved with what they have going on. We'll talk about all that this morning and of course take your calls at 317-239-9696. But first, let's get you caught up on what is happening this morning in the news. Indiana has now seen more than 700 new cases of coronavirus for two days straight. The state is now reporting 793 new cases of coronavirus as of Saturday. Nine additional Hoosiers have also now died. The state death toll is now at 2,563, and the state is now home to 51,079 total people testing positive for COVID-19. Thousands of people in Indianapolis are still without power this morning after strong storms blew through the city last night. At one point, nearly 10,000 IPL customers were without power. As of this morning, more than 3,000 people still are in the dark. In your forecast from Storm Team 6, more thunderstorms are expected today with a high of 81 degrees. Monday dries out under mostly cloudy skies and only a 10% chance of rain. Monday's high will be 84 degrees. Right now, it is 64 degrees in Indy. 
And so on this Sunday morning, we are less than 30 days before school gets back going, uh, before the kids are back in the classroom physically or some still doing at home on e-learning. And as you know, the world has been shut down due to coronavirus. And one place that was not immune from that was the Madam Walker Legacy Center. They are now opening back up and they are kicking off their launch with some virtual events. One of the first events is a free, listen to me, free virtual summer camp with a focus on social justice, philanthropy, art, entrepreneurship, and science and technology. Participation for this is completely free, and it'll run three days a week. I won't give all the details away. I'll let the voice of morning radio on our sister station, AM 1310, 92.7 FM, The Light Griff, the co-host of Get Up Mornings with Erica Campbell, joins us live this morning on our live line. Griff, good morning, man. Cam, what's cracking, homie? All is good here in the Circle City. How are you? Man, I'm so blessed out here in this coronacation, homie. That's what me and Eric <laughs> call it. We call it the coronacation because if you if you look at the bad of it, then you're going to miss everything that God has given you. He's given us fresh manna mm-hmm. every day, manna in the job, manna in the family. Man and friends, so I'm just blessed out here, dog. It, it put a lot of things into perspective, at least it should have. It better have. I know I learned three things real quick. Number one, this is the time to get right with people you wronged mm-hmm. or people who wronged you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Go back. If you don't know your father and he live around the corner, you better go see your dad. Number two, he gave us time to be with our family. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Look how many people in this business always complaining, I ain't got time because I got to do this, I got to do that. He gave us that time. And the third thing, he gave us time to get closer to him. You got that right on so many levels. And you left out the fourth thing. We're cleaning. People are cleaning and washing their hands like they never <laughs> had before. <laughs> cleaning, washing their hands, cooking at home, all kind of extra stuff to go with it. But I just concentrate on them three. I'm happy to be on the show, Cam. I'm so blessed to be in charge or be one of the camp counselors for the Madam uh, Walker Legacy Center's Summer Institute. What's cool about it is we just finished week one. Week two starts this Tuesday. It's absolutely free for ages 6 to 14. You can go online right now, MadamWalkerLegacyCenter.com. Sign your kid up. We have fun. It's just one hour. But it is good. We painted last week. We learned philanthropy last week. And I'm excited about the Daddy Do contest. Mm -hmm. If you send a picture of you for the men, you send a picture of you and your daughter, you doing her hair or her hair done by you, you could win up to $1,000. How about that? That's something. I think our B. Swift is participating in that in some way. Well, I, I tried to participate, but my 13-year-old won't let me touch her hair no more. So <laughs> She gave you a shot and you messed it up. So, look, uh, you started this already last week. Uh, this yeah. is going to go until the end of the month, July 30th, which is perfect because school starts around here in that week. Um, wow. Talk about last week. Yeah, it's super early here. Um, talk about what you did in, in the past week. I know you've done uh, – you, you talked about you did the philanthropy – and this is all online, so are you doing it in, in a Zoom? How, how are you doing it? Well, that's really, that's the blessing of Joyce Rogers, um, the chairwoman for Madam Walker Legacy 
theater. What's so cool about it is a lot of people would have just canceled the camp mm -hmm. because they've been doing the camp since the 90s. Mm -hmm. They would have just canceled the camp. But now we're having kids come to the Walker Theater to pick up items. But it's kids as far as Dublin, Ireland mm -hmm. on this thing every day, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And then you can also get stuff emailed to you. So, for example, we were painting last week. I didn't actually have the canvas, but it was emailed to me. And I still was able to paint and color at home. So it's just the little things that we're learning. I got to shout out the other camp counselor, Miss Brianna. We are having a ball, man. And I just thank the Madam Walker Legacy Theater for blessing me to be able to do this. On the air this morning with Griff, the co-host of Get Up Mornings with Erica Campbell on AM 1310 and 92.7 FM, The Light. He is also serving as the host of the Madam Walker Legacy Center's Summer Institute. Uh, and so he is a busy man. He is helping the kids get ready to go back to school with some online virtual learning. 317-239-9696 uh, is the number to get on the air so we can talk about how we can get the kids involved. Uh, we got a couple of calls already coming in on the live line. Griff, hang on a second. Let me yeah. see uh, well, what, who we have right here on line one. Caller, good morning. You're live on the open line show. Hey, is it me? Yes, that's you. Good morning. Hey, uh, greetings. How are you guys doing this morning? Good. How are What's you? What's happening, my friend? I'm doing okay. I'm doing great. This is Paul calling. I, I wanted Cameron. I, I wanted. I wanted to. I wanted to uh, bring something up. Okay. Uh, and it has to do with uh, black us as black people, uh, and the role in which we play in racism. Okay. Um, there's a there's a statement that you made last week, and and I've seen it on the news over the years, and it's 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 that uh, people of color people of color uh that statement right there says a whole lot of things and so i wanted to say something about how we participate in our own racism now before you uh, go before you go because okay, i know where you're okay. going hold on before you go because okay. we're okay. going to talk about that later in the show but i want you to know i, I already know where you're going with that and how people Me use too. uh how people oh. use the term people of color so when i say people of color i literally mean people of color when i say black right. people i mean black people i know the difference and i use it purposely on that so later in the show we are going to okay. talk about the with the indiana republicans and they are looking for people of color and then i say okay. black and brown but they're okay. also specifically coming to this station because this is where black people are Last week, when okay. the uh, you're talking about when the Indianapolis uh, 500 and the the racing league came by, uh, they were talk. They specifically wanted black people. So we'll talk about that later. I know where you're going with that, and I hear people use it in, in different forms, in different ways, as an overarching. Oh, uh, people of color does not equal black. Uh, but black is included in people of color. So you gotta. I, I know where Good. you're going, but we'll talk some more. Call me back later when we when we get into some of that. All right. Oh, no problem. No problem. All right. You guys have a great time. No problem. All right. Thank you. All right. 317-239-9696. Uh, Griff, I can only imagine when you guys are talking about philanthropy and you're talking about uh, uh, what, what's happening in, in the world, um, how much of what is happening may come up in, in some of the discussions and lessons you guys are giving over the next couple of weeks? Oh, absolutely. A lot of it, man. And shout out to your station for taking live calls. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> <laughs> you never know what you're gonna get, man. Oh, oh, man! You got to be quick on the trigger with them, brother. Yes, so yes, good, yes. Good, good job, Cameron. Great answer to that brother's question too. But what we're doing, like we, so for example, Deanna. I think Deanna Taylor. She was our artist yesterday and taught the class or last week, and she we simply drew a fifth, and she talked about social injustice. And the kids talked about what kind of things they could do to bring awareness. So it's all about right now. That's the beauty of the camp. Mm -hmm. But it's free. Ages 6 to 14, when you can put your seven, you know they already playing Fortnite and Roblox. Anyway, give them one hour to really do something important. It's free. Just go to the MadamWalkerLegacyCenter.com. Sign your kid up. It's going to be awesome for him. I promise you. I want to take some more of these live calls. <laughs> <laughs> you never know what you're going to get on the, on the Sunday morning live show, man. That's what's, that's what's so awesome about radio is that we're prepared. I love how you answered that, brother, and empathy. You know what I'm saying? I saw where you was going to go, too. And I loved your comeback, man. That's great radio, my friend. Well, thank you. Hey, that means I'm just a little guy here in Indianapolis. You're the big dude with the national show. So I'll, I'll take this and keep that recording of you saying that. I appreciate the compliment. No, I'll <laughs> do a whole drop for you. Cameron, the man. <laughs> hey, hey, Ebony, you got a good dude sitting in for you right now. That's all I'm going to say. Hey, I appreciate it, man. So, hey, look, you asked for more callers and more people are calling. So we'll see who that is in, in just a second. Uh, 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. Is this your first year participating in this? This is my first year. I actually do a Monday afternoon uh, event on my Facebook Live and my YouTube called Lunch and Learn, where I read to kids and I talk to kids. Been doing it for three months. Somebody and was like, yo, we got something for you since we see how you love your kids. So I'm blessed, man. Opportunity still happening during this coronation. All right. You might know that voice. That's Griff, the co-host of Get Up Mornings with Erica Campbell on AM 1310 and 92.7 FM. The Light. He is also hosting uh, the Madam Walker Legacy Center's Summer Institute. You want to get the kids involved? Want to get a little bit more information? You want to just talk with me and Griff this morning? Call us 317-239-9696. A couple more people have already done so. Let's see who this is on line one. Caller, good morning. You're live on the Open Line Show. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Who's this? This is Jamie. Jamie, what's on your mind? Um, I was wondering with the program with the Madam um, Walker, do you have people that can help? Because my son is a um, professional gamer and like for the NBA 2K League. Mm -hmm. so I was wondering if he has people interested in that and maybe I can get my son involved. Ooh, you know what? Uh, Griff, that's something that's that's popping up is all this esports. I know Ball State University here is starting an esports league for everybody who's Ooh. gaming, and I don't know, yeah. it, maybe that's something to add for for next year's uh, to do because I think that that's going to get a lot of people interested. First of all, thank you for calling this morning, my dear. And it's good to me and a comedian were talking last week, and we were saying, what if Joe Jackson made his kids serious about school like you're gonna learn science and you're gonna learn social studies for you to know that your son is a gamer and you're out here looking for things for him to do that's it's so much money in these games they're not just dumb games no more mm -hmm. it's, it's a lot of 
a 12-year-old won a million dollars playing Fortnite. I think that changed the whole campus of game. How can we, Griff, is there a number or somebody that we can get, give give her so that she can maybe jot that down? And I'm sure the folks at the Absolutely. Institute are listening. Go to MadamWalkerLegacyCenter.com. Click comment. I'm going to talk to Miss Joyce. I think that would be an amazing addition for later this year or even next year. And I want to be part of that, too. I'm also a gamer, grown man gamer. Though. <laughs> uh, I don't know about my boys, Mike and Beach, we got two indie NBA professionals here. So we have to check on that. Yes, yes. You, you, I think you, you might have just hit the nail on the head with something. All right. I like that. Thank you so much for your call. Thank you. Have a great day. All right, Griff, you got another one here at 317-239-9696. Caller, good morning. You're live on the air. How you doing, Cameron? I'm good. How are you? Now, you know, when I hear stuff like this and I see the protests downtown, I was downtown on the circle the other day. Now, our uh, kids have to go down the circle and look at the propaganda that's being painted down there. I mean, it's just like we say we don't respect uh, a white Jesus. But it was some black artist down there uh, painting uh, what I equate to uh, white Jesus on these murals downtown by painting people who had ran from the police and had shot back at the police. What kind of influence do you think that has over our kids? What kind of uh, characterization of the black community do you think that shows when you see some stuff like that? People who have had brushes with the law, and you don't see anybody. I mean, Griff, if you're coming to town— you need to take all the kids you get and take them right over to state capitol out in front of Governor Hogan and demand that they have schools back up. I because would, if they I, don't, we're going to be in bad shape. All right. Uh, thank you, Larry. Uh, Griff, Le- Le- Larry's one of our uh, one of our regulars. He's usually the first caller of the show. He's a little late today. <laughs> no, but to answer his question, Cameron, um, what you, I'm a parent. I'm a parent of five. My youngest is 13. My oldest is 29. Um, as a black man with three sons, I've been talking to my children about the police as long as they can remember. I've been te- you have to teach your kids to be respectful. You have to teach them to be respectful in the house so it's no doubt that they'll be respectful outside of the house. If anything happens to my kids, they know how to talk to officers. They know how to say both my parents are veterans in the Army. They know how to Bring your voice down. See, we see too many videos of non-black people cussing out the police. Mm -hmm. We can't do that. Mm -hmm. We can't jump out our car and and say this is injustice. Like, you have to just be calm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it sucks what we have to do. But if you want to live, because we don't know what kind of mood these people are in. So I believe these people need need a, a, a counseling on how to talk to people. They need to know that when the police get behind black people, it brings a certain amount of fear. Mm-hmm. So since that, so since we already have that fear, it's like somebody being scared of a dog and you have a pit bull and you go, oh, my dog don't bite. But then your dog goes, rah, 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 rah. like that's going, 
that's going to make that person be traumatized for the rest of their life. Mm -hmm. So I think the police need a sensitivity training, but it's also about teaching our kids respect. Well, you know, one of the things Larry was mentioning when he's talking about these murals downtown, there is a, a guy, Terry K. Wilson, and I know who he is because I did a story on my other station, WRTV, ABC. Go to theindychannel.com, everybody, and you can look up that story with Terry. He is down there painting the murals of Tamir Rice. Uh, he's oh, done uh, a George Floyd. He's done Dre John Reed, which Griff was a young man who was shot and killed by police here in Indy. Uh, I know who he is. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, back in May. So uh, he is out there doing that. As, as he told me, he just paints the times. And unfortunately, uh, young black men and women uh, getting killed by police in one form or another for one reason or another are unfortunately the times we're living in. You know, Cameron, the bad part is there are some great police officers. Mm -hmm. uh, my son is a police officer in the Air Force. My aunt was a police officer in Los Angeles. I got cousins that's police officers. But there's also some bad ones. Unfortunately, the bad ones are rising to the top. And it's not enough other police officers checking their homeboy. Like, this, mm -hmm. this doesn't have to do with mm -hmm. us. This is the FOP. This is a fraternal order of police problem. Like, what's what's wrong with them? No, you How many people have to die before they say, okay, officers, let's all have a conference in Buffalo or something so we could calm down? Like, I'm, I'm so upset that the police aren't doing more about themselves. Yeah, you know what? You're going you're gonna to light these phone lines on fire. They're already jumping, but you're going to put... <laughs> Throw some fuel on it because that's the conversation we have on this show quite a bit. It. Hey, look, we got one more caller I want to squeeze in before we have to move on to our next topic at 8.30. Let's see who this is on line one. Caller, good morning. You're live on the Open Line Show. Good morning. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning. My name is William Tate, and I want to express my gratitude to you for your dedicated community work and i want to thank you so much i have two good com two comments okay no, one not so good okay i would like to reach out to a distinguished educator which happens to be who happens to be dr felicia johnson she is the superintendent of indianapolis public schools I just want to share with you, she is so outstanding and hardworking and a fantastic leader. Now, the not-so-good thing that I want to share with you is I am truly disturbed as we suffer through this pandemic. I am truly disturbed about the black-on-black -black crime or black genocide. What can we do, my friend? Wow. All right. Cameron. Yes. So uh, first, thank you for the call uh, on Superintendent Dr. Alicia Johnson of uh, Indianapolis Public Schools. I hope to have her uh, on the show here in the, in the next coming weeks. I think the last Sunday in July, we're working on putting together a uh, back to school special with everyone's reopening plans and not just IPS, because the majority of kids in Indianapolis don't just go to Indianapolis public schools. They go to okay. the other school districts in Indianapolis, Lawrence, Wayne, uh, Perry, Pike, uh, Washington Township schools all serve the city. So I'm hoping to put uh, together a back to school, get you ready. Here's what we're doing kind of thing coming up. And hopefully I we can it. have Alicia Johnson in, but the, you know, the stuff he's, he's talking about the other things, uh, the, the, the crime, the unrelated issue, still something we're battling with. You know, Cameron, 
the sad thing is it can be attested to one thing. There's no fathers in a house anymore. I mean, what do you want a mom to do to her 14-year-old son that's 6'3", that's being disrespectful? Is he really being disrespectful, or is he just shouting out in anger that his dad isn't there? And that is corrupting our kids. It's corrupting them. It's making them so angry, Cam. It's making them so angry that they would rather steal, rob, and hurt somebody else than have some empathy on their brother. And I blame it on the dads not being there. For any dad that's listening to this radio station right now and you don't have a relationship with your son, fix that. Fix that, man. It doesn't cost anything. You're saying to yourself, well, I want to buy him some shoes. I don't have no money. But if you go pick that boy up and take him to the park and drink a grape soda with him, your son's going to be 39 drinking grape sodas for the rest of his life because his father gave him one. Come on, man. Well, you know what, Griff? Step up. You know what, from from listening to you here, and of course when I'm listening on our sister station, AM 1310 and 92.7 FM, uh, we know that you have a, a, a wealth of wisdom uh, that you are always offering up, and we know that you're also doing it uh, in the original uh, discussion that we were having, which was uh, you at the Madam Walker Legacy Center. You are hosting uh, the Summer Institute, getting kids ready to go back to school with a little bit of this, a little bit of that. That includes social justice, which is part of the conversation while we're talking about it right here this morning. Uh, philanthropy, art, entrepreneurship, science, and technology. As you can see, the parents get riled up about this, you know, but the kids yeah. are in the car and they're listening to this show and they have these same questions and they're not uh, they're not blind to what's going on. And so it's good that you, with your wisdom, will be able to share with some of that, have some of those conversations in the Summer Institute over the next couple of weeks. Cameron, thank you so much for having me today, man. I love this show. I love because it's community based. And this is what radio was started for. This was Miss Kathy Hughes' dream and vision of connecting with the community over 40 years ago. And I want to thank some of our partners, NASA, Kenyatta's Dance Company, Arts for Learning Indiana, the Lilly Endowment Incorporated, and the Arts Council of Indiana, so much more. Please go to the MadamWalkerLegacyCenter.com. It's free to sign your kids up kids ages 6 to 14. They also have a Daddy Do contest that's running until July 19th. Send a picture of you and your daughter, man. You trying to do her hair or maybe an after picture, a before picture or after picture, and you could win up to $1,000. The summer Virtual Summer Institute is every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern. It's so fun, but more than that, it's so free. Come on, Cam. Absolutely free. Hey, this has been a great segment with you, Griffin. You just made the new promo for the show. I appreciate that. (laughs) Whenever you need me, Cam, you have my number. Save it. That's my personal number. Text me when you need me. I love to come on again. Absolutely. We will do that because you you lit up the phone lines here. Hey, and if you got Kathy Hughes' number and you want to tell her, hey, Indianapolis, they're doing something at that radio station, feel free. Cam, let me tell you something. <laughs> Miss H, 
is a friend, and I will tell her what y'all doing over there at NapTown. I appreciate you. If anybody wants to reach out to me on all social media, I can be reached at, at the number two, the word trillion, two trillion on everything. That's my website, two trillion.com, Instagram, Twitter. Facebook, Griff is 2 trillion. Thank you for having me this morning, my brother. Absolutely, man. It's a pleasure to have you. Griff, the co-host of Get Up Mornings with Erica Campbell. You can listen to him tomorrow morning starting at 6 a.m. on our sister station, AM 1310, 92.7 FM, The Light. A great conversation. We're going to have more good conversation on the other side of this break. The Indiana Republicans have launched a diversity leadership series. If you've ever wanted to get into politics, Politics, but maybe you're not convinced you want to be on one side of the aisle or the other or one side just hasn't reached out to you. The Republicans are saying, hey, black folks, brown folks, we need you. And that's why they specifically have asked to come on the open line show. On the other side of the break, we'll talk with Whitley Yates and Kyle Hufer, the state chairman of the Indiana Republican Party, about how you can get involved with politics and how they're opening the door for you to do it. More of the open line show is coming up next here on Hot 96.3 and 106.7 WTLC. And good morning to you, Indianapolis, back live in the Radio One studios on this Sunday morning. I am Cameron Riddle, Indy's newsman from WRTV, our queen of the community, my co-host of this show, Ebony Chappelle. I better be sleeping in this morning uh, because she has taken some time off. You know, we have been going hard and going at this coronavirus thing since March and neither one of us have taken a weekend off, both doing our other full-time jobs. And so uh, our queen of the community, as I named her, uh, is uh, enjoying the time and the sleep and the rest that she has earned. Uh, speaking of earning things, the Indiana Republican Party uh, is working to earn your trust, your vote, your attention at the minimum uh, and your consideration. Uh, to join their party and what it is they have going on. Um, If you've ever wanted to get into politics, um, the Indiana Republicans are now putting in a new effort to get black and brown Hoosiers involved in their side of the aisle. That's why the Indiana Republican Party has now launched the Indiana Republican Diversity Leadership Series, which is a seminar and leadership training program that will provide the preparation and resources needed to increase the engagement of minority Republican leaders right here in Indiana. Uh, And again, we're talking about people of color, so we're talking about both black and brown. I will tell you that their purpose for coming on this show today was intentional because they know who is listening to this show and they directly wanted to talk to you about these new monthly classes that will cover how to get into politics, the importance of leadership, diversity, civic engagement, state policy, campaigns, press, media, messaging, and of course, local politics. So 
one of the people, couple of the people that you will meet uh, once you get involved with this. One of them is Whitley Yates. Uh, you may know her face and her voice and her name. She was previously uh, the campaign manager for the Jim Merritt campaign for mayor of Indianapolis. She now has been promoted, has a new job with the big boys. She is now the director of diversity engagement for the Indiana Republican Party. And one of the guys at the top, the guy at the top, the state chairman of the Republican Party for Indiana is Kyle Hufer. They both join us live this morning on the Open Lines Live Line. Director, Chairman, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having us on today. It is, it is a pleasure to have you here. So tell us uh, what you guys are, what, what are you up to? Well, you know, this is this has uh, been a long long path for for myself i started i've been chairman now almost uh four years about three years ago um started down a path having lots of meetings with folks in the black community in indianapolis and around the state talking about what could the party you know the party apparatus the political side of the shop um do to get more engagement from the black community from the hispanic community and what we heard over and over again as a consistent theme was access. Um, a, a lot of folks didn't know who to talk to, how to get involved. They had historically, you know, gone through certain gatekeepers or, or certain leaders in the community, but didn't really know very many Republicans, didn't talk to very many Republicans. And the same was true on the flip side. You know, Republicans have historically you know, come around near elections and, and talk to the community, but haven't really built long-lasting, deep relationships. So the goal of this series is over a long period of time, not election cycle by election cycle, to break that kind of prior thinking and build true, um, deep, consistent relationships with the black community here in Indianapolis and around the state. And what, we've, what that's led to is, one, hiring Whitley. That was about a two-year process mm -hmm. for me. I, I interviewed a lot of folks. There was a lot of hesitancy. We really had to prove our bona fides that this was going to be legitimate, that the hire was going to be legitimate, that they would have direct access to me. Um, and then Whitley and I have been working to put together the framework of this series, building an advisory board that I think is top-notch, that are Republicans of, of color, from around the state who are engaged and willing to be mentors to that next generation of leaders. And now we're out, you know, doing things like this to, to outreach saying, we want you to come into this class. We don't know what it means for you in the future, but what this class will do is if you're Republican leaning, you're going to get access to all the senior elected officials across the state. You're going to hear about the party. You're going to learn about it. You're also going to learn how to be a candidate if you want to be. You're going to learn the different avenues to get involved in politics. If maybe being a candidate isn't your thing, how you can, you know, be, be involved in communications for a campaign or go work in state government or work on a work in a political office in Washington, D.C. One of the things that the program will culminate with is a trip to Washington, D.C., where uh, this cohort of, of uh, folks in this first class will meet. Uh, a leaders leaders from around the from the, around the country uh, from the Republican Party. Uh, Whitley, um, I want to ask this next question to you, and if any of this for you out there, folks, is uh, sparking questions and comments, and and for you, uh, call us three one seven two three nine ninety six ninety six three one seven two three nine ninety six ninety six. There's already a couple people uh, standing by on our live line. Whitley, I want to ask the question to you because uh, this is a new job for you. Uh, you've worked your way up through the Republican Party, and last night when I was uh, doing some research on, on this topic, uh, I was watching one of your guys's 
uh, videos that you put out to explain, you know, what this series is. And in one of the videos that's online, there is a, a black woman and I and forgive me, I, I can't remember her name, but she says, you know, I, I found a home in the, inside the Republican Party as a black woman. But um, this is she acknowledged that this is a place that uh, many black people, many brown people just do not feel welcome. And so the question to you as a black woman who has gotten deep into the political game here in this state what was that like for you? You know, you're not running anything, running for anything, but you are running several things. You ran a big campaign last year and now you're, uh, you know, you're right under with the the state chairman. So talk about how it was for you as a black woman to find a home with the Republicans. Absolutely. And I do want to make a correction. I wasn't the campaign manager for the, the merit campaign, uh, but I was the press secretary. And what Oh, I yeah. Yeah. You know what? I, I, I stand corrected on that. Let me just tell you, this is how important she was. Whenever we needed something in the media, she was the one she called. So as far as I'm concerned, you ran the campaign. You've been promoted. <laughs> I appreciate that 110%. Um, what I'll say is being a black woman and being raised um, conservative Christian, my father is a deacon at a Baptist church and my mother is a pastor. And so the conservative values that I align with um, aligned with the Republican Party. But if I'm being honest, and that's what this show is about because it's open line, mm-hmm. there has been a sense of distrust, a complete sense of distrust within the black community and the Republican Party. As children growing up, a lot of the time we're told that we're democratic. We're born that way, right? Our, mm-hmm. our politics are handed to us from our parents. And a lot of times people don't take the time to figure out what that means. And what I'll say is, Over the course of my professional career, I've got to travel around the country, and I've got to live in many different cities. And what I began to notice was the cities that were ran um, by Democratic leaders, the Black communities were the worst. The Black communities weren't progressing. Um, The Black communities didn't have any type of economic gains, although we consistently were loyal to a party who pushed that type of rhetoric to us. And I didn't understand why that was disconnected. Uh, so, Whitley, uh, I'm, no, I'm sorry to, to, to jump on you, uh, cut you off. But I wanted to ask, was your did you grew up in a Democratic family? Absolutely. Absolutely. I imagine the conversations at the Thanksgiving table are a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, and you know what? My parents, um, they 110% support me because obviously they raised me and they know that I'm always going to stick to the morals that they instilled within me. And where we don't always agree on politics, they understand the choices that I've made and how that fits my conviction um, as a Christian. And so, you know, like I was saying, there's just kind of been this sense of like party loyalty. We even see it within Indianapolis Mm -hmm. where we're consistently asking and we're consistently saying what we need, and all we get is symbolism um, with no substance, no economic gains, and no real intention to push those communities. And one of my main focuses and purposes is to get people interested, to get people involved, to get people having conversations. The Republican Party hasn't even been a palatable decision maker when it comes to issues within black and brown communities. They aren't even at the table. They're Mm -hmm. not considered. We consistently go to the exact same group of people and ask for the same things over and over and over again. And what I think it's time for us to do 
It has absolutely no loyalties, but priorities to causes that are important to us. And if you are willing to sit with us, if you are willing to um, talk with us and address some of the issues within your community, then that's all that really we're asking. Um, and so in order to do that, I said, I need more people who are like me. And I know people are saying they're, they're black Republicans. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, there are black females, males, Hispanics. I mean, there's, we're all out here, but a lot of times we don't get together because it's not really a safe space to be conservative and black. Mm-hmm. The dichotomy in that in and of itself just hasn't been a safe place. So we were able to create this advisory committee and get this group of people together to help support people. And since announcing this series, we've had overwhelming people reaching out to us saying, hey, I'm conservative, this aligns with me, uh, I'm a pastor, this aligns with me, and, and I need support because I don't, I don't understand how to have these types of conversations with people. And so we want to be able to give that support. And then, of course, racially diversify the party. A lot of people have consistently said that the Republican Party isn't diverse. It isn't diverse. It isn't diverse. And so this is our attempt um, at engaging with communities, having palatable decision makers at the table, and increasing racial diversity all at the same time. Well, you laid it out perfectly, and and thank you for doing that because you acknowledge the the, the essence and the heart of why we're having this conversation on this radio station today is because this has not been a welcoming space, as, as you a- a- acknowledged, uh, and now you are working to change that. Um, whatever you have said has sparked uh, people to want to call in and talk about it. I know one of these calls is Paul, who called in earlier, so I want to get to Paul and see what he has to say, and then you've got another call standing by, and then i got another question for you. So let's start with uh, Paul, who is on line one. Paul, good morning. You're back on the show. Hey. Thank you, sir. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Greetings and greetings to you and your guest. Um, I wanted to talk about earlier about a race, a, a race, black on black racism. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to first say that Cameron, when you promoted her to leaders in the leadership, what you actually did was promoted her spiritually because we are the most incredible people on the planet. But I wanted to tell you about a, a, a situation that I was in with IPD. Okay. At twenty two fifty North Capitol, I witnessed a lieutenant, black lieutenant. Uh, step on someone that was drunk. And later on that evening, he, they had the detail at Piccadilly's, the nightclub. And I just happened to be in the bathroom with this uh, lieutenant, and I confronted him about it and asked him, why did you do that? And why are you doing it to your own people? Well, he didn't like my comments. And as I was washing my hands, and I looked up in the mirror, now there are seven IMPD officers, all black, mm-hmm. in the bathroom surrounding me. And uh, he didn't like what I said. But one of the officers I happened to work with when I was working at in the Arvins, and he saw me, and he asked the lieutenant, he said, is this who you're talking about? And he said, yes. And he told him, if anything he said to you, he said to you in a respectful type manner, and I can't be a part of this. And so then they walked out, and the lieutenant, <laughs> which uh, later became a captain, he's retired now, And he told me to watch myself. And I told him, no, I am watching you because you are harming your own people. So this black on black thing is not only is it a mental mental thing, but you have other people. And most of the Republicans that are black, 
they own businesses and different things. So they take advantage. There's advantages for the blacks to be Republicans. And when you have a group of people that are not interested in making complete change, we need change. We need balance. And we need these brave people to go in there and make the balance so that we all can live properly. And we need to get away from this white and black and this and that and come to some critical solutions and do it in a prompt time. Because we have a format right now. We have certain people, such as the young lady that's on there right now. She has the ability to do anything that she wants to do. And we need people that are going to go in there and do action. We need action. And we are the leaders, and we are going to do action. We are going to take over, and we are going to make sure that life is being done right and all people are treated decently with kindness and love. And these political games and all these different types of things, we need to change those formats. We need to stop having all these parties, and people need to get out in the streets and start communicating with each other physically. All right. So that's my comment, and I really appreciate you guys' time. And, Cameron, you already know, you already know you was chosen to do what you're doing right now. So thank you. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. And if Ebony were here after that comment, she would say, hey, remember, all skin folk ain't kin folk. That's her new line that she's been throwing out there. Uh, Let's go to another call on line two. Uh, Caller, good morning. You are live on the air. Yes, is this uh, for me? Yes, it is. Good morning. Hi, Cameron. Uh, My name is Mark, and I want to first thank the Indiana Republican Party for their uh, outreach, but I do have a couple of questions. Mm-hmm. Um, my main question is, um, as they're trying to reach out to the black and brown communities, who's willing to change some of their ideologies and ideals based on the black community? I mean, if you look at the national level, it's it, there's it's all about perception, right? So if there are people that are looking at the president and have the perception that he doesn't care about black and brown people when it comes to certain policies. Or if you look at the state level, uh, the General Assembly has a supermajority in the House and in the Senate. Um, Are they willing to change their ideals and ideologies to support the black community um, as they're trying to train up or bring in people of the black and brown communities to, to support their uh, their policy. All right. Thank you for the call. Uh, Chairman, director, to you. Sure. Yeah, I, I think you're going to started to see, you know, on the policy side and, and continue to watch things coming out of the governor's office and the General Assembly. I mean, they are, um, I think, you know, obviously there's, there's three branches of government, so the legislature and the governor are two separate branches, but both are, um, I think, in a way that, that you may not have seen historically out, you know, having their own conversations, listening, trying to understand what are the what are the root causes of some of these issues and what what tools are available to them to actually make real substantive impact uh, in the black community. And so I think you'll see that. I, I continue to watch. I know there's I know there's going to be a rollout of some some things. But but again, they want to be thorough in, in listening and understanding um, so that this is a well, well thought out uh, and reasoned approach. And I think the other, the other piece, and 
I think now on the political side and this program, one of the thoughts behind it is that, you know, one of the one of the criticisms or things that we would hear is that I, I can't relate to the Republican Party because I don't see people that look like me being a part of it. And there are. I mean, obviously, Whitley's black and is, is now a senior member of the Republican Party. But we need more of that and we need more more elected and appointed black and brown leaders across the state. And, you know, this is a long-term process for us. We know that this is not a, a silver bullet, this diversity series, but we hope over time, you know, we've modeled a little bit after the Luger series that was focused on getting women in politics. And over time, it's had tremendous success. Um, but I think we need more black Republicans who have their own voice and are making their own issues known uh, to fellow Republicans around the state. And I think when you have that, you actually see um, even a greater impact. You have more callers at 317-239-9696. You've got one standing by. I want to squeeze them in before we go off the air here at 9 o'clock. But first, uh, one of the things that he mentioned, which was also kind of my question that I teased ahead to you, um, was uh, part of his question was, how was it on the local level for the Indiana Republicans, can you or do you, invite black people and how do you invite brown people when the president of the united states have said uh, a list of things that have offended both people black and brown with his on on any ballot that r is next to his name and that r is also next to your name I, I, his question how do you distinguish between the two and 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 say despite what he said this is still a welcoming space for you because that's why it doesn't feel welcoming Can you hear me, guys? I can hear you now. Go ahead. Okay. Um, it was a really great question, and I get this question all the time. I actually got it yesterday. And what you what you have to realize um, is that the Republican Party is not a monolith. We are not a homogenous group of people with all of the same experiences, ideals, support structures, and beliefs. So we, we have to eradicate that thought. And it's so easy to get swept up into national politics and what's happening there when people on the far east side of Indianapolis right now don't have access to food. And that doesn't have anything to do with what's happening on, on a national level. And I always say we look at national politics like it's the sun because it's so visibly seen. But what we need to be focusing on is gravity, which is all around us, holding systemic things in place that are preventing us from being able to progress. And what I'll say is representation is important. It is important to have people of um, different ethnicities, backgrounds, socioeconomic status, education levels at the table making decisions and helping create policy that progress the state of Indiana. And so people are making decisions based off the groups that they represent. Well, who represents you? Who represents you within this party when it comes to um, making those types of decisions? And so what we want to do is have people like you at the table, people like you in elected positions, people like you who can address challenges of communities that you grew up in and that you see on a daily basis. All right. Uh, we've got about three minutes left in the show. I want to squeeze in one more call. Uh, Whitley, to your point, if we've learned nothing over the past couple of months is that uh, local politics at the state house, as well as at your city hall and your uh, county hall, your, your county council, all of that matters so much because that is what directly controls our lives. Let's get in one more call. Uh, caller, okay. you're live 
live on the air. M, how you doing, Cameron? I'm good. You've got literally one minute. Here, and I'll make it quick because you got three minutes. Yes. Um, the national. I've studied political science was my my minor in college, so I've studied this for years. To me, in my opinion, it's two wings of the same bird, just flipping back and forth. But we'll forget all that right now. Uh, a good brother I, I, I watched for years, named Sir Michael Singleton, just up the GOP. He had a myriad of reasons. Uh, I'd like you to comment on Mr. Shermichael, because I respect Shermichael. I think most black people are conservative by nature. Uh, Colin Powell, uh, Michael Steele, black conservatives who have been ostracized from the GOP. I, I definitely love Colin Powell. That's my man, being, especially being a, a veteran. That is my man, and he's been ostracized. And Colin Powell has said things directly out as still being a Republican. So I'd like you to comment on what Colin Powell says. And then number number three, when we look at legislation, even on a statewide level, we had a prosecutor here named Ryan Mears from a national this, – this is a problem we know throughout the black community because everybody smokes marijuana equally. We know that from Harvard and Yale research, but yet blacks are, are, are arrested and incarcerated more for it. So Ryan Mears says, no, I'm not going to arrest and incarcer- – I'm not going to prosecute anyone who has uh, uh, marijuana more than 30, uh, 30 uh, uh, grams, which is an ounce. Ten seconds. Curtis, Curtis, Curtis Hill, the Republican attorney general, black – comes out and denounces him and says, well, if you're not going to do it, we're going to do it, going against everything we see across the spectrum and everything that's been researched. That's the type of stuff, policy-wise, forget everything else, that's a local policy, that Curtis Hill, the black attorney general, comes out and denounces. So how do you fight that kind of stuff when it even comes from your own people within your own party who is against something that's going to benefit black people. Thanks for taking my call. All right. Thanks, Em. You know what? Uh, Chairman, director, uh, you guys are going to get a break on that question because uh, he took the time for your answer uh, because we have to end the show and move on to the next hour of programming here on these radio stations. But that proves that we could have had an entire hours long uh, conversation about this and what you guys are trying to do. Thank you for coming on the show today. Very welcome. Thank, Thank you, you for having so us. Absolutely. What uh, Before you go, how can people get involved very, very quickly? What's the best way to reach out? Go to our website, uh, indiana.gop. Um, all the applications, if you want to be uh, apply to be a member of this, uh, be a competitive process. We, we think we're going to have way more applications. We can only really give a good experience to about 20 individuals. We want it to be really thorough uh, for them. But get on and apply. All right. Thank you so much. Appreciate you guys. And we will keep up with you and see how things are going in the coming weeks. That is going to do it for this edition of the Open Line Show. I am Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle from WRTV. Thank you to Griff from Get Up Mornings with Erica Campbell on our sister station, WTLC, AM 1310, 92.7 FM, the like. Uh, for joining us in our first half hour. And thank you to Whitley Yates and Cal Hufer uh, from the Indiana Republican Party. There is so much more that we can talk about next Sunday morning, starting at 8 in between now and then. I will see you on RTV6 for the news starting at 11 o'clock. Until then, have a great Sunday, a great week, and we'll see you next Sunday right here, live at 8.